I started already, sorry. Yeah, you can come because I have all my stuff set up and everything. I can't, I can't move. Hmm? Please come. All right, all right so uh, who can remind me what we're doing today? I forgot completely. Yes, we're talking about values today. Why? What's the importance of values? How's it connected to last class? You wasn't there, you weren't there like that. So for those of you who are not there, I highly, highly recommend you to listen to the talk. It's on the podcast from last class because you're missing out on a lot. You're going to be lost today, basically. Okay. So for those of you who were here, what did we talk about last class? You guys have short-term memory, huh? Just come here for one hour and then everything disappears or what? Okay, Salat al-Mustaqeem, very good. And how is that connected to values? Okay. Yeah, how is it connected to Salat al-Mustaqeem, values? Very good. So Salat al-Mustaqeem actually is the path of values, basically. Okay. So for those of you who weren't here, Salat al-Mustaqeem is actually the path of values. And what we talked about was that this is an easy path because Salat is a straight path. So it's super easy. And therefore, we also learned from the Prophet ﷺ that whenever he had a difficult choice to make and an easy choice, which would he choose? Easy way out for everything. And Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى With every difficulty, there is an ease. So with every difficult option in front of you, there is an easy option to choose from. What do most human beings choose? Difficulty, and then we complain. Oh, life is tough, life is difficult. Struggle, this, that, okay? Patience and all of that, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Salat al-Mustaqeem is Salat al-Ladina an'amta alayhim. You guys know this, you've been reading in your salahs. What does al-Ladina an'amta alayhim mean? What does an'amta alayhim mean? You've been reading this for 17 times every day for the past 10 years. Those who are blessed with na'im, right? Ni'ma, na'im means literally joy, happiness, success, anything that makes you happy. So basically, the people who, to summarize, the people who are Salat al-Mustaqeem, they're enjoying their life to the max. Not only akhirah, they're enjoying their dunya to the max. Their dunya is actually paradise for them. Because they're experiencing happiness, joy, peace, success. Because again, an'amta comes from ni'mah. They, they're being blessed with ni'ams, blessings. And we talked about this last class, that all of your basic necessities, you weren't created to run after your necessities. What are your necessities? Eat, drink. Well, I mean, you need to sleep a bit, yeah, but... Your food, your drink, your clothing, your shelter, your needs, like you know, getting married and children, all of these things are your God-given rights. They're what? God-given rights. And so long as you're in the house of Allah, remember we talked about this? So long as you're in the house of Allah, everything is going to be taken 
care of. Just like today, you're living, all of you are living in your parents' houses, right? Do you worry about your breakfast tomorrow? Did you worry about how to get here today? Did you worry about clothes in the cupboard or no? Did you worry about who's going to pay the school fees? Everything is taken care of or no? Do you have any financial stress in your life? No, right? So, so long as you're in your parents' houses, you are at comfort, you are at ease. And the moment you get in a fight with your parents and you decide to leave the house with no backpack, how's your life going to change? Is there going to be some stress now? Why? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, how are you going to earn money? Where are you going to get it from? You need to get a job. How are you going to, you know, are you going to beg? How are you going to go to school? How are you going to take a shower? How are you going to eat your next meal, right? Your life all of a sudden turns upside down, right? So that's because you left which house? The house of your parents. Same thing exactly applies to Allah's system, right? Think of it this way. There's a house that Allah has basically invited all of us in. Let's call it Bayt al-Rububiyah, the house of Allah. Because Allah, one of his names is Ar-Rabb, which means the caretaker, the provider, right? So, so long as you, you accept Allah to be your Rabb, and you're in this house, everything is going to be taken care of. All these basic necessities will be taken care of. Why do most people struggle in life? with money, with health, with getting married, with children, with all of these basic necessities. Why do most people struggle? Are they in the house? They've decided to leave the house and figure things on their own. And when you try to figure out things on your own, are you going to struggle or are things going to be easy? So who do we blame for all our struggles and suffering? Yourself. You decided to leave the house. You decided to miss out the whole point of your creation. You're, you weren't created to eat, drink, sleep, get married, have children, and die. Those are your basic rights and necessities. So if I, like, another way of looking at this is if I tell you what are your goals in life, write down your goals in life, and you start writing down to have a nice job, to get married one day, to have four children, to send them to school. What are you doing, actually? Are you writing down your goals, or are you writing down your rights? Right, and most people make that mistake. All their goals in life is just rights, 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 rights. And Allah says, fine, you want to run after your rights, you're going to struggle for the rest of your life. Because you're missing the point of your creation. What's the point of our creation? Salat al-Mustaqim is our point of creation, right? The path of values. We need to live a life of values. What are values? I forgot. Yeah. Okay, something that you believe is valuable in your life. And it usually is something about adding value to others also, right? It's valuable to you and it adds value to others. It's something that makes you a better person. It's something that adds benefit to humanity. Okay? And who are all of the values linked to? To? What are all values linked to? Who did they all go back to? How do we refer to values in the Quran? Man, you guys, your memories. Asma'ullah al-Husna. Okay, the beautiful names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of them are actually the root values of all of, of humanity. You can find all the values that are out there today in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So what are some common values? Who can tell, tell us some like, examples of values? Because you know, now you're going to write down your values. Give me examples of values. That's, that's, we want to make it practical now. Okay, being generous. Yeah, absolutely. Great value. Okay. So when, when you have generous as a value, what does that mean in your life? So you're going to give, why do you give more though? That's the key. Why? Not only that, why? No? It's a very important point. Listen up. So if someone's generous, right, this is a value, and they, of, co of course, if they're generous, they're giving. Why is this a value for them? Hmm? Okay, right. The more you give, the more you get. But why is it a value for them? It's a very simple thing. Yes, so why, is, why is giving and being generous a value? What's the sign? Okay. Okay, it's Allah's characteristic, giving. So you're living by His characteristic, fine. But, okay, fine, those are results. But why is it a value? Like, what is the sign that it is a value for you? No. Hmm? Okay, and why do you do it? That's the question. Not just to be different. No, not before that. Okay, very good. Very good. So you're close. Being generous for you is a value because when you are generous, when you're giving, you're actually experiencing Jannah in that act. Right? You love giving. And, and when you give, you feel that this amazing feeling deep inside, this peace, this comfort, this happiness, this gratitude that Allah allowed you to be generous and so why has it become a value because when you did it because you know think about it this way right how do values actually become part of our personalities how do they come you weren't born with values right but through different experiences one day you know this poor person was there asking for money you had 500 fills in your wallet and you just gave it out randomly like Whoa, you felt this amazing feeling deep down inside. It's like, whoa, that, that was amazing. I'm going to do that again. And you do that again, and it was like 10 times more happiness, 10 times more amazement, like an amazing feeling deep down inside. You, you can't explain this feeling. But the more you give, the more, it's like a high, right? A spiritual high. Okay? You can't explain it in words. And so the more you do it, the more it makes you feel better. And so now it became what? A value. You see how values are developed? So every single one of you has different values. I have different values. Every single one of you has different values. And you probably, now, now we're going to write down 30 values that you have. And out of those 30, we're going to identify your core values. Now your core values are those, you can call them like the, the main core values that out of which all the other values sprout out. Okay, they stem out and sprout out. So all of you have different values based on your interests, based on what makes you happy, based on what gets you high. I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't care, actually. Right? My, my responsibility is what? To discover my own values and live by those values in every single thing I do in life. Why? Who can tell me why? Why do I need to do that? What's the point? I'd rather watch TV or, you know, eat some pizza. Because when I, when I know my values and I live by them, I'm on which sirat? 
I'm on Salat al-Mustaqeem. And when I'm on Salat al-Mustaqeem, I'm experiencing Jaheem or Naeem. Naeem, which is Jannah on earth. And when I'm experiencing Jannah on earth, Allah's promise was what? Now I'm in the house of Allah. Now everything I need will come. Difficulty or easily? Easily. Whoever has taqwa. And what is taqwa, by the way? Being protective of, am I on the path of Salat al-Mustaqim or Salat al-Jahim? Okay? You're constantly checking, which path am I on? How do you know if you're on the right path or the wrong path? Very important question. How do we know? What's the measure? Okay, so how do we know if we're on Naim or Jahim? Very good, how you feel, very simple, how you feel, okay? If you're at peace, you're content, you're happy, you're grateful, then you're on probably Salat al-Mustaqeem. If you're, you know, experiencing literally Jannah, right? What is the Jannah of the world? What is the Jannah of the world? When you do what you enjoy, okay? You're not doing something because you have to do it. You're doing it because you? You want to, you enjoy doing it. It gives you that, like you're passionate about it. Okay, that's one of the signs of Jannah of Dunya. Another sign of Jannah of Dunya, wealth is no problem for you. Okay, and that doesn't mean all of you need to become millionaires to be satisfied financially. No, there's, there could be a farmer in the middle of nowhere who's, and literally, I'll tell you a story. Uh, once we were in Pakistan for his wedding, it was like 20 of us, okay? Like six adults and all the rest were children. And they wanted to sit on what's known as the tanga. You guys know what the tanga is? Yeah? So tanga is basically, they're obsolete now. But they used to be used as a mode of transportation in Pakistan, right? Where there's a horse and a, yeah, like some cabin or chariot, whatever you want to call it, okay? And so it's, it's a fun way of basically taking a ride down the street, down the markets. Okay? So these are... Like back in the days, they used to use them instead of the rickshaws, instead of the cars and the motorcycles and the Ubers. There was no Uber back then. It was just tanga, right? And uh, they smell, basically, because you're literally sitting behind the horse, right? So everything the horse does comes right at your face, okay? <laughs> okay? Uh, not literally, though, but the smell and all that, you know? So uh, my, uh, my kids and all of my nephews, and we're all there and like they desperately want to sit on a tanga because we told them stories about tanga, tanga, and they're looking everywhere, there's no tangas. And finally we spot a, a tanga in the middle of the market. And you know, tanga owners, are, are they rich or are they like very, very normal and simple people? Very normal, simple people, right? So, so this guy, so you know, we've, we had hired like a big van, right? So um, Obviously, when he saw us, he knew we were tourists, right? And what's the impression of tourists in Pakistan? They have a lot of money, and they've come from like a different country and all of that, right? So anyway, like, and we were willing to pay this guy, obviously. So we told him, okay, right? and give him a sar, give them a sar, right? So let them sit, and let them go for a 15-minute ride. And by the end, and we were following him in the van, basically. Obviously, all of us could not sit on the tanga, so the kids got the uh, you know, ability to sit on tanga. So we, we reached the end, and so my uh, cousin was taking out his wallet to pay him. And obviously, when you pay someone who's a tanga driver, do you just give him exactly what he asked for, or do you give him more? Give him more, right? <coughs> so he's taking his money out, and the guy says something amazing. He says, no, that's fine. I don't need this money. 
stupid. So we asked him why, and he said, because I've already earned enough for today to be able to go back home and feed myself and my kids and my family. So like this guy, literally every day, what was his Jannah? Go out on a stanga, make a few rupees. He has like a, a daily budget. I need 500 rupees to live today. Okay? So he goes out. Sometimes he achieves this budget in one hour. Sometimes it takes 10 hours. So every day he just has full yaqeen that, Ya Allah, you are the razzaq. I'm going out of my tanga. I'm going to do what I need to do. You told me to work. And you promised that this risk is going to come, guaranteed. Just like birds leave their nests hungry, they get their food somewhere and they come back full, satisfied. Right or no? Every day that's exactly what you do. So he didn't even take the extra. Because did he need the extra? No, because he didn't know if he's going to live tomorrow or not. What was he concerned about? Today. So there are, there are people like that. And was he living in Jannah, by the way? Absolutely. Right? He wasn't complaining about poverty or oh, I don't have a Mercedes and this and that and I've not traveled. No. So we have, so happiness is relevant. Peace is relevant. Depends on who you are, what, your, what are your values. So for him, the values was simplicity, right? Definitely. And contentment and being happy with what Allah has given him. So when you're on Salat al-Mustaqim, your wealth is taken care of regardless of what makes you happy. Your health. Okay? When you're on Salat al-Mustaqim, and this is my conviction. When you're on Salat al-Mustaqim and you're doing what Allah says, because part of Allah's command in the Quran is, eat what's halal and what's tayyib. Right? Eat what's halal and what's tayyib. What have Muslims done today? We eat what's halal, but we forget to eat what is, what is tayyib. Good and pure. Do we eat good and pure food? No, and then we get sick and we blame who? So pure food, food that is natural, food that is healthy, food that is no, you know, chemicals in it. Yeah, I mean, a nice way of saying it, organic. Or, so, and we don't read about what's healthy, what's not, and we just eat whatever is sold to us in the, in the marketing of the world, right? And then we get sick, and we have people dying of cancer and diabetes and blood pressure and cholesterol and all of these sicknesses. And then we blame who for this? Who do we blame for getting sick? No, we don't blame shaitan. Yeah, unfortunately, we blame Allah, which is very disrespectful. Okay? And we tell the people who get sick, oh, have patience, it's okay, inshallah. This is all purification for you. Have, had we chosen, you had a question? Yes, to live, to live. Yes. Not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Allah's perfect. We need to know our values. Okay, so that's what we want. And, and by the way, listen to this carefully. Shaitan's biggest, biggest scam for us, biggest deception of us is hiding our values, I think, today. After 15 years of being a beginner student of the Quran, this is my conviction today. I used to, I used to think that you know it's whispers of getting you into watching something filthy, or you know lying, or whatever, or not praying, or being lazy to come to wise. I used to think that. No, no, there's a bigger game that's going on that 
most of us are clueless about, okay? And one of the biggest ones, like I told you, is values. So let's get right into it. Are you guys clear about this? So your wealth, your health, marriage, children, food, shelter, housing, everything is going to be taken care of if you're in the house of Allah, okay? Um, and of course, when you're in the house of Allah, you basically accepted your role as abd. Allah is your master, he's your rabb, he's your take caretaker. You need to be his abd, right? You live your life for him, not for yourself, not for your ego, okay? Then it's not about my house, my car, my business, my health, my family. No, that's an egoistic, shaitani lifestyle, right? Where you are the center of your universe. When you're in Allah's house, who is the center of your universe? Allah is. Everything you do is for Allah. You wake up in the morning and you don't say, ah, that's nice, my bed is nice. I love my house, I love my bathroom. No. You wake up and you realize, Alhamdulillah, I'm in the house of Allah. I'm in Bayt al-Rububiyyah, I'm in the house of Allah. That's another day for me to live the abd of Allah. You see, like, right from the beginning, your mindset changes completely about your day. So you're getting up to pray Fajr, hopefully. Not for school or alarm, right? Hopefully you've set the alarm for your fajr. You're getting up with like laziness or you're getting up with like excitement. Wow, another day to live in house of Allah. I wonder what he's going to send to me today. What rizq is he going to provide me today? And wallahi, if you live that life, every day stuff will happen in your life. Gifts will come in your life. And it's usually from places you can never imagine. And that's, what, what, that's what's amazing. All of us like surprises, right? Has anyone ever had like a surprise birthday or surprise party or something? No? Where are your hands? I'm asking. Okay, so usually we enjoy those. Okay, some people freak out, but for the most part we like surprises. Why? Because we don't expect it and we, you know, really feel appreciative when people actually go out of the way to surprise us. Allah will surprise you with gifts every single day if you live in the house of Allah. Okay? And I'm telling you this from an ex experience. Every day. Jannah, every day surprises, every day values, values, values. So are you guys ready to discover your values? Okay, so first of all, I want you to just think with yourself. And this is a like, very like, private exercise. So don't look at your neighbor's papers. Respect their privacies. If you don't feel comfortable sitting next to the person... Person you're sitting next to, move now, okay? And no hard feelings, but the idea is it's a very private thing. This is about you, and you need to go deep in yourself and ask yourself, what are my values? And I, I know that you guys have no clue, so I'm gonna help you out. As you're writing, I don't want anyone talking, okay, guys? No talking, no disturbing. Write down your top 20 values, okay? And number them, please. Number them. And uh, I'm going to be just randomly giving out examples. And, and I don't want you to listen to those values and write them down. No, ask yourself, do I have this value or not? Okay? Yes? Any values? These are your values. You decide. Okay? And by the way, there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no, uh, do I have this or not? Like, you could have a value of generosity, but you never give. But you want to be generous. Or maybe one of your values is spirituality. You want to get close to Allah, but you're not there yet. So it doesn't have to be something that you're doing today. It, it could be something that you want to do, but you're struggling with. Okay? That's a tip, actually. Usually, your main values or core values are around things that you're struggling with the most in life. But you really, really, really want. Okay? So that's what you want to focus on. So I'll give you examples of values uh, that are 
you know, found from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, something like being um, merciful. Um, forgiveness. What are you doing? Love. Appreciation. Achievement. Honesty. Notice these are all intangible terms, right? Don't write cars or bags or abayas. Don't, don't write physical things. Those aren't values, okay? Those are known as shahawat. What's the opposite of values? Shahawat or desires or temptations, okay? So don't write money. Don't write anything that's materialistic, okay? These are all like intangible things. Like the Prophet ﷺ was as sadiq al-ameen. These were his values before he became a prophet. So for him, the values were honesty and trustworthiness. Creativity. Challenge. Adventure. Yeah. Okay, so what, ask yourself, what is important to me as a person? What's important to you? What's valuable to you? What? It's, what are your principles as a person? What are things that you... What are things that are important to you as a person? Okay? And these are one-word answers, by the way. You're gonna, don't write me paragraphs, please. I just want 20 values, 20 words that are your values. Okay? Um, justice. Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment, or, you know. Don't write happiness, please. Happiness is the result of living your values. So don't, happiness is not a value. You know what, neither is, uh, you know, joy or anything that has to do with feelings. No, those aren't values. It's stuff that you, when you are experiencing, gives you happiness. Clarity. That's one of my values, by the way. And that's what uh, inspires me to teach. I like to clarify things to my students. And that's why, you know, I like to be a student and study. Why? I'm seeking clarity from life. I'm seeking clarity from the Qur'an. And Allah actually talks about the Qur'an being Al-Kitab Al-Mubin, the book that clarifies. Another value is excellence. You love to do things with excellence. Um, privacy, maybe. For some of you, privacy is really important. Beauty. So people who love beauty or values, for them, they will do really, really well in a beauty salon, you know? Or, yeah. You can do more. Minimum 20. Why 20? Why not 5? Because I want you to get out of your comfort zone and force yourself to think, okay? 
And don't say, oh, I don't have, I only have two. No, you have. Okay, just look deep inside. Um, so quality, quality is another value. Those who have quality uh, as a value, they do really well in like luxury brands and designers because for them it's all about quality, precision, perfection, you know? They try to make the best products and they do really well in those. Tradition, culture, for many people that's a uh, value. Those people do well and things to do with, you know, the marriage industry and, and like cultural entertainment industry. Education, huge value, must be or should be a huge value for any believer because iqra, the first word that came down. Allah wants us to have this value. But again, don't enforce values on yourself that you don't have. If you hate to learn, don't write that. Okay? Be honest with yourself. Again, I repeat this. Be as honest as possible with yourself. Don't fake it here. You won't benefit. You're wasting your time. Okay? The more honest you are with yourself, the more you will benefit. Uh, simplicity. Balance, community, people who have community as a value, they, are, they, do really, they do really well naturally when it comes to like community projects and stuff like that, or they're good at socializing and all that. Um, curiosity, people of curiosity, they probably you know, end up becoming like astronauts or, um, you know, you work for like the National Geographic and you make documentaries about like weird things. Uh, determination. Faith or Iman. Fame. Fame. Growth. Humor. People who have humor as a value, they do really well as stand-up comedians. Okay. Kindness. Leadership. Of course, people with good leadership become good leaders. Optimism. Loyalty. Peace. Recognition, reputation, respect, security, stability, wisdom, service, Are you done with 20 guys? Who's not done yet? Okay, please, let's help them out. Um, accuracy. 
If you love accuracy, you're probably good at being like an archer, you know, archery and all those sports which require like precision and accuracy. Or you're good with like jewelry making and diamonds. That requires a lot of accuracy. Abundance is another one. Activeness, if you like to be active all the time, you hate sitting down. Art is another value. If you have art in you, then you'll do well as an artist. Please don't study banking. Study art. <laughs> and by the way, this will help you in your career choices, inshallah, when you know your values. Because 99% of students have no clue what their values are, and they end up doing majors, and then suffer the rest of their life. Um, awareness. Bravery, if you have the bravery as a value, then you'll do well maybe as an extreme sports athlete, you know? Yeah? Um, care, change. If change is one of your values, you, you love going to strikes and protests and you love to change things. You're an activist, basically. Uh, no, it could be. Gandhi was a, obviously change for Gandhi was a huge one and he was great. He used peaceful activism, which is great. Of course, violent activism, that's no-no, right? But again, this is not about right or wrong. So don't ask me, is this right, is this wrong? No, just write down what you think is a value. Charity. Cleanliness. Comfort. If comfort is like for you a big value, then you'd probably be good in the hospitality industry. You'll, you'll do well as like a hotel owner or you have a factory that makes nice and comfort mattresses. Competition. Confidence, connection. If you have connection as a value, then you do really well like Mark Zuckerberg did. He probably has value, one of his top values is connecting people to each other, right? And he made his billions doing that. Consciousness, control, Cooperation, courage, daring, delight, those who like to make delightful food, they do well as cooks and as chefs, depth, again, don't try, try to explain it. If you like depth, you like to go deep in things, you like to, you don't like to be shallow. So some people are shallow, some people are deep. Yeah? Al-Zahir, Al-Batin. Allah's beautiful names. Zahir are people who like to be shallow. It's okay, it's not wrong. Batin are people who like to go deep inside. I'll give you an example of that. Zahir people, those who live by Allah's name, Al-Zahir, they they're about exterior design, right? Like they're about making sure the the outside looks nice. They work in hardware things. 
hardware thing that, that can be seen, like design, they're good in design, because what you see in this laptop is a zahir, right? The design, the final touches. Whereas al-batin are not interested in design, they're interested in going into the software, into the you know, mechanics of what goes on. They like to break up this laptop and check out where the battery is, where are the wirings and all of that, right? So it depends, you could be a zahir, you could be al-batin. You could be awwal or akhir. Okay, so awwal, Allah's name al-awwal, you, like you love to start things. You're great at initiation. You, you're, you do really well in startups, like business startups. Okay, but then you need who with you in your team? Al-akhir, someone who finishes things. Right? And if you have both, then that's awesome. But usually, some people are good at starting things, they have great ideas. But they, they are very bad at doing stuff, at getting things done, right? So then you need someone who has al-akhir, someone who actually finishes a project. You, you're great at finishing things. Uh, health, a huge one, okay? So people in health, they do really well as doctors and as hospital owners. And they do well in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, again, engineers, it's all about, for them, precision is a value. Okay? Discipline. People who love discipline, they end up doing really well as commanders in the army or something. Discovery. Elegance. Energy. Endurance. Those who do well in endurance, or those who have value, endurance as a value, do really well in things like the triathlons, you know, and the Ironman. They could run for like seven hours straight, and then swim for two kilometers, and then bike for 25 kilometers, and no problem. Okay? Um... Gratitude. Energy. Ethics. Experience, if you like to experience new things all the time. Family. If you're a family person. Flexibility. Focus, freedom, another huge one, which many teenagers suffer from because of parents who don't know how to parent the right way. Friendliness or friendship. Heroism, if you like to be a hero, you like to save the world, <laughs> like Superman and Batman. Imagination. So someone like Walt Disney was definitely, imagination one, one of his top values, right? He imagined that like, a mouse like Mickey is going to basically transform the amusement and, and the entertainment industry. Yeah? So for him, he's like, definitely, imagination is one of his top values. You like to bring things to reality just from creative ideas. 
individuality, if you like to do things on your own. Intellect. Or intelligence. Logic. Mastery. Modesty. Motivation. Nature. So if you like nature, then you probably work in Animal Planet or something. Or, or you love to go to, like, when you travel, you love to go to, like, natural beauty places. You hate cities and you hate, like, noise. Open-mindedness. Order. Partnership. Patience. Perseverance. Power. Politicians have this value, right? Especially rich politicians who have all the money in the world, but why do they care about being into politics? Gives them power, yeah? Um, privacy, if you like, again. Punctuality. Recognition. Relaxation. So if you have relaxation, then you do really well if you open up a spa, you know? For, or like a massage parlor or something. Reliability. Relief. Those people who love to go to like, you know, war-torn areas and help with relief work, Syria, Palestine, that's their value. They would go out of their way to go and help. Respect, sacrifice, science. If science is a value for you then, you're gonna be the next Einstein maybe or, you know. Sensitivity, silence, skillfulness, if you love to learn new skills all the time. Speed, someone like Michael Schumacher had this in him, right? That's why he did well in Formula One. Strength, structure, again, those people have structure, good engineers. Surprise. Thoughtfulness, thankfulness, tidiness. You hate things to be out of order. Okay? Understanding, uniqueness, when you love to be different. Unity, volunteering, vision, warmth. All right, I think that's enough, okay? So uh, now next, put your pants down, feet flat on the floor, hands on your laps, back straight, get comfortable, sit straight, sit straight. All of you comfortable? Um, so 
I want you to close your eyes and start doing deep breathing, inshallah. When you inhale, take it in for at least five seconds and then exhale for seven seconds. Okay, very slow. Open, uh, close your eyes and don't open them until I tell you, okay? And I'm not going to film you or put you on Facebook Live. Don't worry, okay? So. Do this for at least three or four times until you get relaxed. When you inhale, I want you to feel the oxygen going through your brains. And exhale and feel the oxygen coming out of your toes. Now I want you to imagine, keep your eyes closed, all of you, okay? I want you to imagine that you're on, on your own in, the, in your room, and all of a sudden, this angel walks in with a piece of pen and paper. And he says to you that he has been sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to visit you, to write down who you are. This angel is going to write down three descriptions of who you are. So these are going to be adjectives that describe who you are as a person. And this is your chance to let the angel write down whatever it is that you want. How do you want Allah's Ta'ala to, to be introduced to you? What are the three words that would describe you best in front of Allah Ta'ala? Even if you don't have those descriptions yet. So this is like a dream come true, right? You are able to write down anything, any description of yourself that you would desire. So forget your present reality. Even if you don't have those descriptions, what is your top wish? How would you want to be described in front of Allah Taala? What would you want that angel to write down about yourself? So dream and think, imagine what qualities, what three qualities would best make you happy. What three qualities would make you most satisfied that, Alhamdulillah, with these three qualities, I will be satisfied and I will be happy that Allah sees me with these three qualities. And so I want you to see the angel writing down on the, on the paper. It's going to be three words that describe who you are. Three adjectives. And I want you to take note because the moment you identify the three descriptions, or four, you're going to write them down because you want to remember them. So focus on the paper, zoom in on the paper, notice what he's writing about you. You want to remember those. These are very, very important values for you. And if you feel that you have those three ready and you're happy with them, you're, you're just put yourself in that situation where Allah will read those three descriptions of you. When Allah reads that paper, will you be satisfied? If yes, then open your eyes and write down what He wrote. If still not, then think deeply and until you reach three core descriptions of who you are that you will be happy with on that paper in front of Allah's Ta'ala. So take your time, whenever you're ready, just open your eyes and write those three or four descriptions down.
What would make you happy? What would satisfy you about yourself being described that way? What are the topmost valuable descriptions of you that you want Allah to know about you? When you figure it out, when you know what's written on the paper, you can see it on the paper. Just open your eyes and write them down. You already have three? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, feel free if you feel that you want to look for one more or you want to replace one. This is your list. There's no rules. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever will make you feel at peace. Even if these things aren't in you. Even if these descriptions don't describe you currently, but these are your aspirations. This is how you dream of yourself in the future. This is your ideal you in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So by now you should have identified the three and write them down. If there are four, fine, write them down. So uh, anyone wants, was able to get three? Yeah? Can you share yours? Loud, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Great. Freedom, caring, bravery, optimism. I love it, yes. Okay, very good. Faithful, believer, obedient. By the way, if they sound similar, then you probably want to group them in one. So I would say maybe faithful and obedient would, right? What's the third one? Faithful, believer. Yeah, actually, this, I don't know, to you, do you feel they're the same? Yeah? So merge them into one and look for two more. Look for variety. If you, feel, if you feel two or three are connected, merge them into one and choose the word that excites you the most. Is it belief? Is it obedience? Or is it faithfulness? What was the third one? Obedience, faithful, and believer. So which of the three feels right at the top? Yeah, And then write the other two below and think of two more. Okay? Because belief is like pretty much to you. For someone else, maybe obedience is different. So again, there's no right or wrong. There's no... You decide, right? But I want variety. Three different names. Yeah. Wow, lovely. Very good. Excellent. Yeah. Anyone else? Fatima? Yeah. Okay, good. Leadership, family, intelligence, and challenge. Wow, amazing stuff. So we have a great leader in the room, but she just has to realize her potential and she needs to be nourished and 
encouraged. And she will do amazing things as a leader, inshallah. Anyone else? Yeah, you? Faith? Faith, humility, respect. Love him. Love him. Very good. Yeah. Leadership, competition, and precision. Wow. Amazing. You know what's cool about this? Every single one of you is different. Right? Shaheen? Iman? Okay. Iman, skillful, giving, family. Beautiful. Sharik? Loud, Rara, can't you? Generosity? Adventure. Challenge? Generosity, adventure, challenge, and creativity. Awesome. Yeah. Creative, imaginative, thoughtful, and kind. Wow, amazing. In the back? Believer? Respect? And? Loud? Kindness. Belief, respect, and kindness. Awesome. Yes. Kind, honest, and determined. Do you want to share? Yeah. Shh. Listen to everyone. Yeah. Punctuality. Okay. Great. Excellent. You want to share? Yeah. Yeah, the three. What are the three? Love. Okay, love, yeah. Or. Okay, follower. Parents. Beautiful, beautiful. So you see, every single one of you has, it's like a DNA actually, right? These values are like your the real DNA. And um, next class, what we're going to do is. It's going to be a surprise, actually. For most of you, these three are not your real core values. Uh, and by the way, how many of you, be honest with your answer, how many of you, those three that you've written down are things that you are struggling with or you feel like a load and a pressure and responsibility? Let me see your hands. Be honest. Don't hide it. Okay. Most, most of the time, I mean, if you're not that great, but most of the time you feel like this, road, uh, this load and responsibility and pressure and like it's something you love, but it gives, makes you nervous. It makes you stressed out, okay? Usually, 90% of the time, that's what happens. Why? Because that's actually a fake value that shaitan has masked for you, okay? And shaitan's a master at masking values. So the next class, I'm going to teach you a technique to unmask and discover what the real value is, okay? And uh, when you discover that, then it's gonna be, inshallah, a whole new, like, realization for you, inshallah. And it's gonna be, give, you, give you a sense of relief and comfort, Phew. okay? Um, so next class, please don't miss it. Very, very important class, inshallah. And I'll see you next week, yeah. you know next week, inshallah, okay? So not, because, see, Real values, when you do them, you don't feel nervous, you don't feel pressured, you don't feel stressed out. Real values, you're going to be flying, okay? 
So those three values, if you try to pursue your career with those three values, you're going to suffer your le- the rest of your life. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be depressed. And that's who, who wants this life for you? Yeah, so that's his mask. That's his game, right? He comes up with these fake values for you, and you run after them your entire life, and then you ask yourself, why am I not ever happy? Why am I always depressed? Why do I always feel stressed out? Isn't that what most people are going through in life? Why? Because they're being deceived. Okay? So next class, shaitan is going to hate us because we're going to literally like rip him apart and make you discover the true values. I don't know if I'll be able to do it for all of you, but we're going to choose one brave person in this, in this room who we're going to sample with, inshallah. Okay? Sometimes it takes, sometimes for one core value, I'm not kidding, for one core value, it, it could probably take an hour to discover what the real value is. There's like 40 masks sometimes, okay? So, inshallah, uh, next class we'll ask someone brave, because sometimes a lot of people get emotional, they start crying, they, you know, it's a very internal experience. So I need someone very brave to come up, and we'll do like the unmasking for your values, inshallah, okay? It's a great exercise, but it needs bravery. Any other questions? All right, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.